This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Or are you hanging on for dear life? You're just, you're fighting, scratching, clawing to see the next day. <laughs> I have those days pretty much once a week, at least once a week. But Wednesday was actually good. I know that I tarnished her good name on the show 24 hours ago. So I will just tell you on this day, this Wednesday, this hump day for Penny, she must have been exhausted because she slept most of the afternoon. <gasps> what? I never thought I'd see the day. Yeah, she was exhausted. Her 13 and a half year old rear end slept almost all day. <laughs> and so I had to wake up mid afternoon, which is what I normally do. She woke me up and I was able to get her outside uh, we It was sleeting when I took her outside, but so she went quickly for that reason. Sometimes she meanders around and sniffs the wind. Uh, but this time, she just went. She was good. She came right back in, and her mama got to go back to bed, and so did she. She fell back asleep. In fact, she was snoring away until the alarm went off. I was so proud of her. Uh, I, I'm telling you what, that dog, she runs my life. Has been now for over 11 years. Actually, I take that back. We're coming up on 11 years. Actually, next month is 11 years. It feels like an eternity, though. I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Glad to have you with us. Survive in advance. That's my motto for Wednesday, hump day. And for the second consecutive night here on the show, we're going to start with college basketball, actually. So we'll get to that coming up because... As we went through some of the developments with the Alabama men's basketball team and head coach Nate Oates and 
him becoming the center of attention on Tuesday for his comments that he absolutely wanted to walk back or wish that he hadn't made this number two team in the country featuring super freshman Brandon Miller was back on the court in Columbia, South Carolina. And once again, with the reports, the new information, the questions surrounding this future NBA lottery pick, we heard from the head coach, we heard from the athletic director at Alabama, and then Brandon Miller went out and he had a career night. I do not know if he spoke. I've tried. We're, we're still looking forward to see what other, other reaction we might be able uh, to, to scrounge together. But we do have the athletic director, and we certainly do have Nate Oates in the wake of a 41-point performance, which is the most ever by an Alabama freshman in school history. So that's coming up in the next few minutes. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio, on Facebook, on our YouTube channel. I've seen a bunch of new subscribers on YouTube, which I appreciate since we are going to make producer Jay eat broccoli sometime in the year 2023. Uh, yeah, he's he's got a birthday on Monday. I don't know if we'll get to 4,000 subscribers by Monday, but I do know that he will not dare walk back his agreement or this bet that we've got uh, that he's got a he's got to eat broccoli a gigantic bowl of broccoli in 2023 when we get to 4,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel so again uh, you can find us on YouTube and subscribe there and make Jay a healthier man uh, you can find us on Facebook also on Twitter a law radio I went back and answered some of your questions for ask Amy anything uh, and so whether you heard them on the air, it was a bit off the cuff, or whether you did not, uh, trust me, I did go back and answer many of them. And if I didn't answer your question, that might mean that we actually posed it on the air and answered it on the air. So in that case, you'll want to get the podcast. I shared the link on Wednesday afternoon, the Hump Show podcast on both of our social media sites, so it's easy enough to find. Our phone number is 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. In addition to college basketball in Columbia, where the fans were not only booing Brandon Miller, but were heckling him with well, let's let's be fair. It's college basketball fans or college sports fans. So, yes, it's going to be inappropriate. Uh, it's also going to be inflammatory. It's different, though, when you're the head coach and you're making comments that are raising eyebrows. I think it's expected of fans, though. Definitely tacky. Definitely tacky. But they were on the road in Columbia. We're going to get to that, as I say. Also, we've got the run-up to the start of the final stretch run in the NBA. Why does that matter? Well, we've got a bunch of guys who have landed on new teams and who are speaking out for the first time with their new teams on this Wednesday, like Russell Westbrook, who's now with the Clippers, Patrick Beverly, who is a man on a mission. You know how he is. He loves to hold a grudge. Also, the return of Myers Leonard to the NBA, and this has been a long time coming. I have some... Reaction to him landing with the Milwaukee Bucks, and certainly to hear from him is to know that his life over the last two years has been 
not what he expected, not what his family expected. And yet there have been blessings as well as lessons, life lessons, and certainly lessons about being a public figure that he will never forget. You're going to hear from him as he signs a 10-day contract with the Milwaukee Bucks. And if you don't remember his story, he was playing a video game on a live stream and used an anti-Semitic term. And he swears he didn't know what the word meant. He just heard it. He thought it was hip or cool or just something that you said. And so he regurgitated it. Now, you may not believe him. You may believe that, in fact, he was anti-Semitic or is, was or is, and that he used the term intentionally. I'm just giving you his perspective at the time. But we'll hear from him. I tell you what, a guy like that who's been through what he has will never take it for granted. And I appreciate that in our society, but also as human beings, very often second, third, fourth chances are given. And partly is because the news cycle, it, it's so furiously spinning that we tend to forget. It's more about what have you done lately? That's what we remember. Now, some transgressions, some crimes or mistakes or poor choices follow us forever. Think in the case of Myers Leonard, the two years away seems actually pretty drastic when you consider the Kyrie Irving situation from earlier in the year. So we'll let you hear from Myers. A blessing and a curse these last two years. But potentially he could hook on for the rest of the NBA season. A little bit from the baseball world as well. I love Mookie Betts. I could hear him talk about baseball and life. He's one of my favorites in the league. And so some Dodgers chatter as well as Carlos Beltran. Where has he been? Wow. You want to talk about doing his penance or paying his time. He had just signed on to become the manager of the New York Mets when the Houston Astros cheating scandal went viral and became the biggest story in baseball, really the biggest story in sports. And yes, there were guys who paid the price, not the players, mind you, but Alex Cora and shoot, I forgot the name of the manager at the time. What was his name? He's now at Detroit. Lunau. I, I, I forgot. I don't no, know that name. was the general manager. The manager. Oh, um, A.J. Hinch. A.J. Hinch, thank you. See see what I mean? Uh, pay the price. Uh, th- certainly, there are guys who have gotten back in Major League Baseball more quickly than Carlos Beltran. <laughs> Beltran has been out for several years now and waiting for an opportunity to get back in. So, uh, we get to hear from him again. Uh, yeah, there's just a, there's a good smorgasbord yet again. And a lot of you, which I appreciate, have found me on both Twitter and Facebook to say, we like the shows that go everywhere, that touch a little bit of everything. No hockey tonight, though, unless 
someone really surprises me sometime in the next four hours. So again, on our Twitter page, A Law Radio, also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Oh, we have two guests on this edition of the show because it's perfect timing. Here we go. Uh, before we get into college basketball, though, uh, I just want to say thanks again because my social media continues to blow up with all of your reaction, your comments, not just to my blog post, but to my new adventure and I've been overwhelmed by it. You all are very supportive, so thank you. Thank you very much. Alabama men's basketball, number two in the country, on the road in Columbia, South Carolina, where Brandon Miller was in the lineup. His status confirmed before the game by athletic director Greg Byrne. In light of the information that we found out, Going back to Tuesday's hearing, it was a bond hearing for Darius Miles, a former player, as well as the man who actually shot the gun, Darius Miles' gun, that killed a young woman on the strip in Tuscaloosa going back last month. It was a Saturday night, and we didn't know, publicly we didn't know, that Brandon Miller was also there on scene when it happened. What we found out on Tuesday is that he's the one who brought the gun to the strip. In light of all of the new information and the various aspects of what's been now a month plus of investigating by authorities, Alabama Athletic Director Greg Byrne indicates that they've done their due diligence in determining whether or not Miller should continue to play. When the incident happened, uh, it was a conversation between myself, Nate Oates, conversation with myself and the president. We have legal counsel involved for the university. Uh, we have uh, uh, our, our, our different offices within the university that are at least aware of it. Uh, and, and, and so... We had normal conversations like we do for other issues, and uh, and that information and was shared uh, collectively, and collectively we decided that Brandon uh, was able to play. I was struck by his use of the word normal there. I'm not going to belabor the point, only to say that it struck me because seems like this situation would be anything but normal. But I suppose what he means is that any time – one of our players is involved in an off-court incident, whether it be on campus, uh, whether it be off-campus, criminal or otherwise. This is the standard or typical progression that we go through as we determine an athlete's status. Alabama AD Greg Byrne. They went through the process, but of course there was new information that was revealed in a hearing on Tuesday about a text message among the many text messages that Darius Miles sent to the freshman Brandon Miller asking him to bring, now we've seen the text, it's out there, at least I have, I'm not sure if you have, but it's part of the investigation, a text that is from Miles to Miller demanding that Miller show up to the strip and also indicating that Miles wants his joint which, as I found out, is slang for a gun. 
Not that I'm opposed to citizens owning guns. My family has them. but know many families that do legally. But I did not realize that that was a slang term for a gun. So Greg Byrne elaborates on some of the information, new information that people may not realize. The new information that we learned yesterday was there had been some text messages exchanged with, with Brandon and Darius. And that information was news to me. I had not been told that before. And so that was that information. And then uh, we were able to receive some information since then about the text exchange that has not been out there publicly. For instance, Darius had been asking Brandon to come pick him up for close to an hour. He was his ride that evening. Brandon was already on his way to pick up Darius when he received the text message from him that was reported in the media yesterday. So a little bit of clip there at the end. But according to police and this new information that Greg Byrne alludes to, the text message that Miller received about the gun was sent while Miller was already en route to the Strip, to this portion of downtown Tuscaloosa where the shooting took place. So what Greg Byrne is saying is that these are new facts from the past 48 hours. That Miller didn't even know there was a gun in the back of the car. That it was wrapped up in some clothing and he had no idea that it was there. It was wrapped up in some of Miller's possessions. He didn't know it was there. Byrne also said that Miller, who's the the freshman, who was there to pick up Miles after Miles texted him, because as as Byrne says, he was the ride. He was the transportation for Miles that night. Byrne says, quote, Brandon never left his vehicle and was not involved in the collection of the weapon. Darius had been asking Brandon to come pick him up for close to an hour. Brandon was already on his way to pick Darius up when he received the text message for him that was reported yesterday. Now, according to one of the attorneys that represents Brandon Miller, so this is coming from an attorney, not coming from the authorities, but this is the attorney's reason why Miller is in the clear. Because he never saw the gun. It was concealed in the back seat. And the attorney goes on to say that Miller never touched the gun or was involved in its exchange to the the alleged shooter, who is Davis, Michael Davis. Now, there's more details in here about the actual shooting and why it played out and where it played out. But again, according to Miller's attorney, he didn't know anything about the altercation The emotions running hot. He never got out of the car. And for some of you who maybe have heard about Miller blocking the victim's car with his own, according to the attorney, he was already parked when the other vehicle showed up. So it wouldn't have been him who blocked anyone in. 
And then the attorney writes, all of the events described above are clearly captured on video. And and Miller's car actually had his windshield, its windshield hit by gunfire. And according to the attorney, he took off like most reasonable people would do when you hear gunfire, when the bullets start flying. And so that is the information that comes from the attorney. What we heard from the athletic director was about the timing of the text message and that there's no way Miller got in his car and left to show up at the strip at the point at which he received the message about the gun. And then, in fact, he didn't even see it because he was driving. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. There's no way to corroborate this, but these are the versions of the events that we're hearing from Alabama as well as from Miller's attorney. And so all of that to say, Miller is still a part of the Crimson Tide basketball team. He's still playing. He's active. The authorities have indicated they don't believe they have anything to charge him with. He's not a suspect. He was a witness. That new information and the version of the events from the attorney are enough for Alabama. There are still people out there calling for some type of punishment for Miller. If there is video corroboration that he never got out of his car and that he wasn't part of it, that he took off running, that's enormous. It's huge. I don't suppose we have any way of knowing whether or not he he was aware of the gun in the back of the car. That we may never know. Or that he knew when he showed up there that that's what Darius Miles was after. So that's what came out on Wednesday. And yes, Brandon Miller was playing when the tide tipped off at South Carolina. And actually had a career night with a game-winning bucket. So you'll hear little bit of the action on the court, but more from the head coach who had to walk back some of his comments that were tone deaf on Tuesday. Glad to have you with us. You can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio, also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Miller directing traffic 11, 10, 9, 
Brandon at eight, still with it at seven, at six, Brandon at five, at four, at three, at two for the win. It is good. Let's get out of here. They look to trigger it in. They throw it in at midcourt. They heave it at the buzzer. It banks off the glass. It didn't go in. And hallelujah, I'll say it again. Let's get out of here. Bama hangs on and wins it. 78-76. You're listening to After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Super freshman Brandon Miller with a career-high 41 points and that winning layup in the final second of overtime in Columbia, South Carolina, where the number two ranked Tide survive 78-76 as you hear with Chris Stewart on Learfield Sports. Now, about three and a half hours before they tipped off, this was a nationally televised game. Alabama made the announcement that I mentioned to you that Miller would play and that he is an active member of the team. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Lots of booing, lots of heckling, some really inappropriate heckling, uh, which I guess we should expect from fans, but still sometimes it shocks me. Uh, Nate Oates was addressing the media again after the game. He's the only one who did for Alabama. As I've now found out, none of the players, including Miller, was made available to the media following this game. So some extraordinary circumstances. But yes, Miller was allowed to play and Oates reiterates, as Byrne did earlier in the day, Greg Byrne, the AD, that they looked at the entire situation and felt like they made the right choice. We make decisions based on available facts, and that's what we did here. Yeah, he's one of the most mentally tough kids I've ever coached, so not surprised. I mean, 41 points, you don't want to say you expect that, but not surprised he came ready to play and played well tonight. Not surprised he came ready to play. He played well tonight. The question of a distraction was posed with Nate Oates, whether a distraction to the the super fresh or whether a distraction to the team itself. Because right now, as much as this game provides them a respite for being in the spotlight for other reasons or from being in the spotlight for other reasons, I should say, this still is the biggest story surrounding Alabama basketball. So has this been a challenge for the team? It's hard to say. We've been in, you know, the Vanderbilt game came after that. It, it, it may have been. I mean, if I want to make an excuse for him, we can use it. But I'm not really a guy that makes too many excuses. We got to play better. Some of those other guys didn't play up to their typical performance. So, you know, I'm not I'm not sure. It, it obviously could have been a distraction. But, you know, Brandon showed up, played pretty well. So, I, I think, you know, it may have just been – Coincidental, I don't know. We'll, we'll hopefully we play a lot better Saturday. We need everybody to play a little bit better Saturday for us. It's got to be a relief, at least for a few minutes there, for him to focus just on basketball. Now, he certainly has to address questions about the way he responded to the information that Brandon Miller was driving the car that had the gun that ended up being the murder weapon of this 23-year-old on that Saturday night in mid-January. The trial itself is still in the future. This was just a hearing. I can imagine the questions will surface again. 
But for now, especially with no charges forthcoming, Alabama feels like it's done its due diligence and has made a decision that the school can live with and that can be supported with the information that has become public. Again, some of it coming from the attorney, though he says there's video to support it. And now, with another day to think about it, and I would say also probably to craft his responses carefully, no coach is prepared for these types of situations because they're very personal. Not only do they affect people that you care deeply about, but it's just not what you sign up for to coach a basketball team. I would say more and more because of social media and because of the high profile of athletes. Certainly there are going to be off-court incidents that you would rather not deal with. But I think moving forward, Nate has probably learned his lesson about speaking off the cuff, not being fully prepared when it comes to Something like this. Let's hope he doesn't have to deal with it again. But these are the words that he used yesterday that really raised eyebrows and came across as decidedly tone deaf about his star freshman. Can't control everything anybody does outside of practice. Nobody knew that was going to happen. College kids are out. Brandon hasn't been in any type of trouble, nor is he in any type of trouble on this case. Like, in the wrong spot at the wrong time. So... We'll, we'll address it when uh, I'm sure NBA scouts will ask. They do their homework. Yeah. But I think the article that it came out in also stated Brandon's been interviewed. So that was the part that I didn't love that kind of gave me a ugh, nasty taste is he brings up NBA scouts. A young woman died. One of his players has been kicked off the team and is charged with capital murder. Denied bond. Another of his players, his star freshman, was there on the scene, which in and of itself is dangerous, right? So he may not have known what was going to happen, but it's still dangerous. There are a lot of people there. This could have been a whole lot worse with the the amount of gunfire that's been reported with the number of shots that were fired. His windshield was hit with gunfire. So, yeah, I mean, there's... There's got to be some fear there about what might have been. And instead, he mentions NBA scouts and wrong place, wrong time, which rubbed people the wrong way because Miller's choice was to go and to pick up Miles. Again, we don't know what he knew, what he didn't know about the gun in the back of his car. Who knows? But the authorities have indicated he's not under suspicion. And I think Nate was focusing on that in that moment. The relief. It's fine. He's playing. He didn't do anything wrong. Of course, he apologized for those comments on Tuesday night and then right away wanted to make sure that he reiterated his remorse over the way his comments came across. I'm not here to make excuses. I want to make it clear that I didn't have the details from the hearing that morning since I was coming straight from practice. And I used a poor choice of words, making it appear like I wasn't taking this tragic situation seriously, which we have throughout the course of it. I sincerely apologize for that. 
I know Greg shared some information earlier today on the situation. I don't really have anything more to add. That's smart. Let's not add anything else. I appreciate that Greg Burns spoke up. And if you want to read more of the details, there's extensive comments from Brennan Miller's attorney. For now, he's playing. And unless something drastic changes, I'm glad he's not being charged with anything. Though, I still say it is, it's dicey. And it's scary to think about what might have been. Thankfully, more people were not hurt. A 23-year-old mom lost her life, and it was a crowded part of Tuscaloosa on a Saturday night. This could have been this could have been even more tragic. It's it's weird, right, to think about that and then to talk about basketball. It's it's weird for me as a talk show host. I can imagine that for Nate Oates, he feels like there's there's two of him right now and that it's uh, kind of pulled in two different directions. As a leader, sometimes that happens, but I understand. I empathize with him that it's not easy. Basketball, a bit of a relief on Wednesday, I'm sure. All right, you can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. Coming up at the top of the hour, really excited to welcome Joel Corey back to the show. He is a former agent, now with CBS Sports, and he's a salary cap expert, uh, as well as someone who is deep in the weeds when it comes to contracts. So we don't want to get too technical about it, but what are the big stories right now in the NFL? Lamar Jackson, the franchise tag, right? So we're in that season where teams can tag their players um, and there's a distinct possibility that Lamar is going to end up receiving a franchise tag of some sort because there are multiple tags. We've heard the same thing about Daniel Jones with the Giants. I've even heard the talk that Tony Pollard of the Cowboys could end up being uh, franchise tagged. So teams are still considering their options. They have a couple more weeks before this tag period ends or expires, but also We've got some pretty high-profile NFL QBs who are in line for extensions. Right now, there is one man, one man, who is paid more than $50 million per year. That's Aaron Rodgers. Russell Wilson is damn close, but he's not over $50 million average annual value. What are the chances that Joe Burrow breaks the bank? Oh, yes. So we'll talk about that with Joel because this is the, I'm telling you, this is the cool nerdy stuff. I, I love this stuff. It's like Cynthia Freeland who does the, the uh, data science and all the crazy next-gen stats for NFL Network. I get so, go- uh, so goofy about it. So it's good to have Joel joining us at the top of the hour. It's been a couple years. I don't think we've had him, uh, gosh, maybe going back to the pandemic uh, and those shows being done from the After Hours Super Secret Home Base. And then later in the show, Mark Followell, who's the TV play-by-play voice of the Dallas Mavericks, as they get set for the stretch run, incorporating Kyrie, and also really neat to see Dirk Nowitzki as one of the finalists for the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. So we'll talk to Mark a little later in the show. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. on After Hours, we like you as much as you like us. Let's go. This is the least boring night of your life. Hey, Amy, I listen to your show every night on my way home from work. Woohoo! First of all, Amy, I work nights, listen to you every night. 
and your show's great. Amy, thanks for taking my call. I drive late night. Love your show. Amy, number one thing, I love your show. I love listening to you every morning when I go to work. You are, without a doubt, my favorite late night radio host. I work nights. I work in kitchens, so I get off late. I've been listening to you forever. Shout out to you, Amy. You're awesome. Love you. I listen to you every morning. Thank on my you. way to work, I can't get enough of you. That's what we like Keep to hear, Albert. Call Amy at 855-212-4CBS. I wouldn't necessarily call this a claim to fame because it wasn't really mine. (laughs) But Donna Summer was at my college graduation. I went to school with her daughter, and actually she was in the same track as me. So we had a lot of same classes together. And I will never forget Donna Summer walking into the auditorium for graduation. And she's surrounded by family for sure, but also the entourage. Just every single head in the building turn toward her to watch her sweep into the room. Gosh, that was something I've still never forgotten. But her daughter was awesome. She was very gracious, too. And her daughter was awesome, had a gorgeous voice as well. Uh, So, yeah, Donna Summer, classic. Uh, That was, like I say, my seven degrees removed claim to fame. (laughs) It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, We had a bunch of new faces in new places that were making comments as we begin the post-All-Star break stretch run. Now, you may think, or it's a misnomer, really, that following the All-Star break is the second half of the NBA season, but that's actually not accurate. And I mentioned this last week, kind of explaining a little bit. The NBA does not want to mess with the NFL, certainly not the postseason. So for that reason, the All-Star break has been pushed back later and later in the season. So now that it's in mid-February, same weekend as the Daytona 500, for heaven's sakes, which also starts post-Super Bowl, you've got nearly 75% of the NBA schedule already done by the time they take this break, which is why so many guys are banged up. You're seeing more guys uh, that are nursing injuries and taking days off before they get to the break. But now we're talking about 20, 21, 22 games left in the regular season, which is mere weeks. It is all out, pedal to the metal, all gas, no breaks from this point forward. Guys need to get healthy. We're hearing the rumblings of Kevin Durant could be making his debut very soon. Steph Curry's been pushed back another week, but Giannis we're waiting to hear about coming out of the break. But it's it's on. And teams are making moves to try to be ready because they know this is where the rubber hits the road. Do you like all my driving analogies? It's because I do drive it like I stole it. The Bucks have signed... Myers Leonard, do you remember that name? Myers Leonard to a 10-day contract. Don't know if he'll hook on and be with them for the rest of the way, but he's returning to the NBA. He's got an opportunity here, and he is extremely grateful that the Bucks are giving him a chance. This is the player who was essentially banished from the Miami Heat because he used an anti-Semitic slur 
while he was playing an online video game. And boy, the emotion in his voice as he talks about another chance, a second chance in the league. It's bag of emotions for sure. Um, it, it's certainly the hardest two-year stretch I've ever had in my life, you know, as, as an adult, as a man. You know, the truth is, is we just cut to it. I made a really big mistake, the biggest mistake of my life. And um, it was an extremely difficult time because, first of all, just let me say to anybody who's listening, I'm, I'm incredibly sorry. And uh, it, was, it was an ignorant mistake. I think if, you know, hopefully we'll get into it. But if anyone's followed what I've been up to off the floor in the Jewish community, I think they'll see pretty clearly that I've, you know, uh, tried to go just even above and beyond to show my heart and who I am and that I was very remorseful and I wanted to make it right day after day after day, week after week in coming up on um, two years. No joke. He has not played in an NBA game since January of 2021. Now, he got hurt, and so he wasn't active with the Heat. He hurt his shoulder at the time when he was online playing this game and used a slur. And so he went ahead and had shoulder shoulder surgery, ankle surgery. He did contemplate walking away from the game, uh, but he actually says that would have been the coward's way out to run away and say, I've made enough money. So instead, he chose to work his way back to the league after two years away. It's been a long road. Like I said, incredibly difficult and the hardest times in my life. However, there's also the other side of it. I've learned so much about myself um, as a man, uh, about the Jewish community, just, uh, you know, maturing in general. Also spending a, a lot of quality time with my wife. And now I have my son, Liam, uh, he's eight months old. Hmm. So I, I always try to look at life glass half full, but you know, obviously there was times when it was very, very, very dark. I wanted to give up. Uh, frankly, there was times I run, I wanted to run away. Not sure you're going to hear a professional athlete be more open and contrite, but also honest about how challenging this was. And congratulations to he and his wife. I think his wife's name is Ellie. Uh, she's actually a bit of a sharpshooter in basketball. She does a bunch of videos where she's hitting shots from all over the court. Uh, and the two of them are really cute. They were very active on social media. I can only imagine how devastating this was for them. But to make amends, he's spoken to Jewish groups. He's working and partnering with various Jewish communities uh, and even conducted some basketball camps for Jewish children. So all of that to say that you can tell by how he sounds, by what he says, and by his actions that he wants to make amends, that he's tried to make up for what he said. And now the Bucks have given him a 10-day deal. I'm so incredibly thankful for the Bucks organization, John Horst and you know, Mark Lazary, the other owners, everybody. Uh, to take a chance on me like this is, I, I guess it takes a lot of courage. You know, I, like I said, I, I plan on speaking on everything that I've done here while I'm standing here. And I think people will, will hear that. And hopefully, I guess my only hope is that they'll, they'll see this and uh, be willing to give me a second chance. Maybe show me some grace. That's all I can do. And uh, I can promise you this. You'll see me standing up on the sideline. If I get in there, I'll play as hard as I can. Mm. And I plan on trying to connect with the Jewish community and just the community in general here in, in Milwaukee. Because uh, 
it seems so genuine here. Everybody I've met is uh, so kind. Myers Leonard does have the support of Bucks coach Mike Budenholzer, who took steps on Wednesday to vouch for him and to point out the ways that he has tried to make amends, all the positive steps that he's tried to take since January of 21. Um, interesting to compare Leonard's actions versus Kyrie's uh, when he was caught in, in a situation where it was compromised. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 